Check, 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 check. It's been one year since we started the show, and I can't believe that we're here, you know, and we're still talking crypto and going strong. One year bad crypto going long. <laughs> it's been a long, long year. It's the Bad Crypto Podcast, episode 157. Over 5 million downloads, 200 recordings, 200 interviews, billions of bad coin, and a couple of funny jokes. Is it coincidence that the last bull run started the day episode number one released? And is it coincidence that Bitcoin jumped 600 points in anticipation of this episode? It's been a year, and we're still here. Happy anniversary, Mr. Travis Wright. Hey, happy anniversary to you, Mr. Joe Conn. Happy anniversary, happy anniversary, happy anniversary, happy anniversary. anniversary. <laughs> should we, do, we should do a, a mic fist bump. <laughs> <laughs> that was weird. <laughs> Welcome to the Bad Crypto Podcast, the show for the crypto curious, the crypto serious, the crypto ridiculous, and we are one year old today. One year old. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just <laughs> make in your diaper? <laughs> I smell Dad, something. Dad. Dad, Dad. <laughs> oh man, can you believe that it has been a year? I can believe because we've put in a lot of work this year and knowing from we've been we've been anticipating this we've been going oh July July 16th was the day we came up with the idea mm-hmm. July 18th was the day that we launched the first show mm-hmm. here we are today in Denver on July 18th 2018 one year exactly and we're having a per- we're having a uh, an anniversary party tonight yeah you're here in person and uh, well I'm always here in person but you're in here in person with me we are in Casa de Joel yeah and enjoying the view of uh, Denver from 23 floors up it's a beautifully sunny day we've got over a hundred people registered to join us for our celebration event at the living room in Denver this evening you're and, in Joel's living room yeah well not in my living room the venue is called the living room mm. And it feels like a big living room. It's like big couches? Yeah, big couches and, and uh, big screens and big booze. There's plenty of plenty of that. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure I'm going to get drunk tonight. Yeah. <laughs> I've, not been, I've not been drunk. I was thinking of the times that I've been drunk. And uh, I got drunk on my 25th class and, uh, reunion back in 2000. What was that, 2016? I, I think I've been drunk maybe three times in the last two years. I'm pretty sure tonight's one of the nights. There drunk. will be video. There will be photos. And it's going to be very entertaining. We're going to have a great time. There's, a, there's some people that are flying in. Mm-hmm. Some are driving a long distance to be here. And, of course, this is the culmination of our birthday week. Uh, all this week, we've been revisiting uh, the first few episodes of the show for those who have never heard that initial content that was very tutorial in nature. And I hope people have been enjoying that. And, and here we are. It's time to party. It's true. Now we we're not as tutorial in nature now because like we've pretty much reached the capacity of all that we know. Yeah. We've shared everything that we know. Already. <laughs> we have demonstrated just how Year bad. Two of bad crypto is not going to be nearly as uh, tutorial-ish. <laughs> Let's give a quick shout out to those who do know our sponsor, the folks at New Alchemy, uh, because we are not financial advisors. They are. They know how to give advice on all things 
ICO. They have a full range of services and blockchain solutions. So they've got actually their marketing experts are able to help transform your ideas into reality. They can do conferences. They can build community. They can put on an events. If you're doing a, an STO, a security token offering, they can help make sure that everything is squared away on that. And you're going to want to make sure if you're doing an STO that you are squared away because you don't want the government's going, hmm. You're going to jail. That's true. So they, they know what they're doing. Newalchemy.io. Make sure you are fully compliant if you're thinking of doing a token offering of any kind. Over the past year, we have spoken to so many people, and, and we've actually gone from being bad to being, you know, maybe halfway decent. We're meh. Yeah. We've gone from the, bad to meh. The meh crypto podcast. <laughs> and when you think about all of the people that we've had the opportunity to meet and talk to, Right. Uh, John McAfee, mm-hmm. Charlie Lee, Roger Veer, Charlie Shrem, another great Charlie. Brad Garlinghouse, Jen McCaleb, all kinds of amazing people that we've had on the on the show. Yep. And, and a ton of um, ICOs. You know, we've been across the blockchain blockchain. We've been a, <laughs> the blockchain spectrum of projects that are coming out. And uh, some of them are actually, you know, now fulfilling right on, on their executing on their plan and doing what they said they were going to do. And that's cool to see. It is, you know, if you think about it and we mentioned at the top of the show, 200 interviews. So we've had 150, 160 ICOs on the show. We've had 50, 160 interviews of thought leaders within the space. So, I mean, this is not just 200 recordings of shows that we've done. I mean, we've done a ton of interviews. We've talked to a lot of amazing people. We've been to a ton of events at this point now Mm -hmm. in the crypto space. Prior to us launching the show last year, I I never really um, went full on on, on, was talking about blockchain out in the world a whole lot. I did mention it in my marketing technology presentation, um, you know, at the MarTech event. And blockchain was one of these things. I wrote an article in Huffington Post in, in December of 2016 where I said, you know what, there's a problem. People are complaining about the politics and, and the election, Russia hacked the election or not. And I was like, well, we need to have blockchain voting and we need voter IDs in ways that's meshed within the blockchain. Let's find solutions. Let's just not complain about problems. And, you know, in the course of us talking about crypto and us talking about politics turned into a show. And in the past year, we've branched out and had so many amazing conversations with so many amazing people. It's quite humbling. And I feel quite blessed to be a part of this uh, fun ride that we've been on. What a journey it has been. And, you know, when we look at the crypto market cap, it's been on quite a journey itself. And when we started doing the show, it was just right before the last bull run took place, right? Didn't you say you kind of went back and looked at it and right around July 17th, no, I 18th. saw some stuff today. Yeah, last last year around July 17th, July 18th, 2017, that's when that big bull run started. And it went like, kept growing, kept growing, leaps and bounds on top of each other. I think what, what was crypto sitting at on the day that we started the show? So July 16th, 2017, Bitcoin was $1,995. And today we're at about seventy three hundred dollars. So if you got in a year ago, you saw Bitcoin go from two thousand to a ten x to twenty thousand, and then pull back now to a little over seven thousand. It was just one of those things where Joel and I we didn't know crypto was going to go on this big run up to twenty thousand dollars. We had no idea. You you didn't know? We had no idea i knew that was gonna I'm, happen. I'm a futurist that's good that's good well we were thinking we said man this crypto thing is we have a pretty good feeling this thing's going to take off 
But little did we know that our timing was going to be so perfect where we get in right when right when crypto is about to rocket. It really up. was. It took off to, you know, almost 5,000, then pulled back, and then it shot like a rocket all the way up. And, you know, what we've been seeing this year is consolidation, sell-off, uh, some skepticism in the crypto marketplace, waiting for regulation to take place. But there's no doubt, you know, we're seeing banks jump on board, we're seeing governments jump on board, and crypto and blockchain blockchain are clearly here to stay. So that tells me in my best non-financial advisor capacity that I'm glad that I've got a little bit of Bitcoin. Yeah. So just on to what you just mentioned on that, there's an article on Bloomberg that came out a couple of days ago from the CFA Institute, which is for you know certified financial planners. Mm-hmm. And uh, their exam has added crypto and blockchain topics. This is not a passing fad. No That's what kidding. they said, not a passing fad, you know, and then and these other organizations, the SEC, the CFTC, you know, they've they've literally came out and said, OK, Bitcoin, that's not a security, you know, Litecoin, not a security, you know, for the most part, Bitcoin, not a security. Some of these other ones are probably securities, but like giving legitimacy to these other cryptocurrencies. Right. And all these other countries that are doing all this stuff and adding legitimacy to it. So it's becoming a legitimate thing. Uh, and in a lot of ways in the past, people were talking about how it was so big for criminals and this and that, but that's big banks are coming in. The biggest criminals are coming into crypto. now. It's the big bank theory, <laughs> the big bank theory. Nice. And once the, once they're involved, then uh, we're going to see untold amounts of capital rolling into. Well, how many crypto. is that? Untold. Well, what's how many of that? I can't tell you. Why can't you tell me? Because it's untold. You are so it's the very definition. <laughs> of untold because then it would be told amounts of told amounts so i want to know yeah i want to know we're the bad crypto podcast could you please tell us so guess what we are having a celebration tonight and it's just a a few hours away we're going to be taking our mobile recording studio on location and we're going to be talking with uh, various attendees and asking them uh, their thoughts on crypto, maybe some of the tokens they like and how they got hooked into the Republic of Bad Cryptopia. And it's, it's just going to be a really good time. And I think uh, we're going to let you guys listen in on some of that right now. Talking tokens with Travis and Joe's and other people. My name is Brad Webb from Springfield, Ohio. And uh, my story goes like this. Uh, started listening along about episode seven or eight. And I have a friend of mine back home who has some good resources. And the more I talked to him throughout listening, beginning last about August, I found out that he was interested in crypto and mining. And I had learned a lot up to that point as well. What happened was, is that we decided that he had some money to invest and I had some time to manage a cryptocurrency mining farm. So I had enough of an IT background and troubleshooting and entertainment background that I was able to run a cryptocurrency mining farm, a farm, uh, ASICs mining, uh, GPU mining, uh, Ethereum, Bitcoin, Litecoin, and really took the words that I learned from the Bad Crypto Show and put them to task and had myself a nice part-time job for several months up until the you know kind of crash. But now crypto's back. <laughs> and it's bad. Hi, I'm Reagan Eubanks from Houston, Texas. I uh, started listening to the Bad Crypto Podcast about a year ago. Um, as soon as I got went down the rabbit hole, I decided to go out and invest in about 40 ASIC miners with my brother and I. Then we heard about the birthday party, so we had to decide we had to fly into Denver and come see it. So excited to be here. Thanks for having us. 
My name is Red. I'm from Houston, Texas. Actually, friends were a little bit south of Houston. Had a good friend in 2010, 2011, try to talk me into uh, investing in a Bitcoin. I looked at it and said, how can you make value out of nothing? Talked him out of it and talked his two buddies out of it. And uh, now they call me weekly and yell at me and then hang the phone up. So it's been an interesting ride. But uh, I came to the light. I saw the light. Joel and Travis took me down the rabbit hole. And uh, now I'm talking them back into investing. And now they thought they missed the boat. So how tides have changed. Hey, this is Rich Kopcho from Loveland, Colorado. I'm currently working on producing the Wyoming Hackathon. And that's going to be on September 7th through 9th. So come on out and join the fun. How did I get involved in crypto? Good grief. Some of the kids I've been mentoring have been involved in crypto since about 2011. They actually uh, put a crypto machine in Boulder and it got my curious attention, but I never put any coins in. I should have. If I would have put $100 in, I would have had $30 million back. But I didn't put the $100 in. <laughs> so more lately, when Joel and Travis set up the podcast, I started listening because I'm a newbie when it comes to these kinds of things. And what I decided was, hey, one of these kids wants to buy some Ripple and he wants us to invest in it too. Should I or shouldn't I? So I started listening into the podcast and I'm glad I did because I would have bought when it was too high. All right. So I'm with Aaron from Dallas and McRae, who's now in Denver. Welcome, guys. Hi, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you? <laughs> doing great. Glad to be here. So uh, what brings you here? So I'm actually here for a camping trip, um, but it worked out that I was here at the same time as the birthday party and I checked it out and saw that it was free. It was here. Why not? So I brought two of my friends that um, I'm trying to get them into the crypto space as well. And uh, we're having a good time. Yeah. Katie from Boston is here, too. Hi, Katie. Hi. How are you? Uh, so you're not in crypto yet. No, I've invested. I've We have Litecoin, Bitcoin, Ethereum. Yeah. A lot of them. And, and Eric or McRae, you're still skeptical? Uh, no, I wouldn't say I'm totally skeptical. Um, I'm just in, I guess, the beginning of my career, and I'm finally coming into some money of my own. And actually, Aaron has come over and given me a whole spiel on crypto, probably, like I'd say, a 30-minute presentation on what it is, how it works, and like what he thinks is going to keep going and actually things that I should invest in. So thinking about getting in myself. Need to get that 30-minute presentation down to an elevator speech. You're definitely right about that. It, it's, but I mean, it's, it's kind of a, it's a little technical. Um, it just kind of explains not just, um, it, it explains what crypto, cryptocurrency is, why we want it, and then kind of the details of how it works from there. So it kind of, it gives people a better idea of why it's going to be around for a while and not just a fad. So. Awesome. Glad you guys are here. I'm with Drew, who lives here in Denver, and you know a thing or two about crypto taxes, right? Absolutely. So pay them, yeah? That's the idea. The crazy thing is the IRS has actually started to target crypto specifically. There was a notice about two months ago of the four areas that they're going to be looking at in the next year. They call it virtual currencies, but it's crypto. So they're going to be coming hard and fast for anyone who is being a bad actor in the crypto space. And how do you define a bad actor? If you have a YouTube channel and you say that I'm never paying my crypto taxes and you've got a video, basically a video confession, and then you have a donate link 
for where to send Bitcoin. You just gave the IRS a tapes video confession and the information to where to find you and all your crypto. So basically, don't be stupid. Generally speaking, yes. Mike Baylor, what did you just say about me? I say you're a bad man. Well, that's because... They kept me from starting a radio show. Once they did it, I said, nobody can keep up with these dudes. If, if you want to teach people to stay bad, you have to be bad. <laughs> They're the best. If you haven't listened to these guys, you're doing yourself a disservice, particularly if you want to learn something about the entire crypto sphere. If you The sphere, the world, the space, the universe, ecosystem. the galaxy. Like ecosystem, that's it. You guys got your finger on the pulse. You and Mr. Wright both. Let me let me let me take your pulse and see where is you're alive. <laughs> awesome. So Laura's here. Laura's actually a Denver resident. And how much do you, on a scale of one to ten, how much do you know about crypto? Probably a one. A one. So would you say that based on that you're dangerous? I had no just enough to be dangerous to myself. Not. Not to other people. No, not to other people because I don't give any advice. Neither do we. We're not financial advisors. I was. All right, then. So the moral of the story is don't turn to Laura for crypto advice, but maybe other financial advice. If you want to grow a business not through crypto, then yes. <laughs> so um, I'm with Caleb here, and he said he might have a losing his shirt story. <laughs> yes, I do, unfortunately. Um, okay, so... I'm sure you guys are all aware about the BitConnect phrase. BitConnect! Wait, is there a new opportunity to get in the ground floor? Uh, yes. Yeah, so, okay. I was, you know, I was open-minded knowing, you know, about, you know, cryptocurrencies, the decentralized, all that good stuff. Um, so I was like, okay. You know, BitConnect was, it was, it was, it was pretty much what was in, right? So I decided to through running into somebody at a network, you know, invest in it and, uh, you know, unfortunately lost my shirt. But you are clothed at the moment, so this is a good sign. <laughs> I am clothed and if any, it was only like a hundred and something dollars. I was like, look, um, I, I wasn't really, you know, part of the whole euphoria as everybody else was, but I was like, you know, if anything, BitConnect, $150, why not? So you didn't really lose a shirt. I mean, you could buy a new shirt for that price. Yeah, I didn't lose a sh shirt as I lost maybe like a, I don't know. Like Your dignity. <laughs> there you go. But hey, you know, what's, you know, you got to take risks sometime. I knew it was, it was a measly amount of money. So um, it was still fun. It was, it was you know, I, I had to participate a little bit. So, so uh, Ellen, welcome to the Bad Crypto Birthday Party. How long have you been listening to the show? I've been listening since pretty much the beginning. I think I found you guys a couple weeks after you started, and I went back and, and watched from the beginning and uh, watched them all. Uh, are we the baddest? Absolutely the best. Are we the worst? Yes, the worst. Are we the suckiest? Totally. That's <laughs> awesome. So uh, Alan's here, and he's wearing a Substratum shirt. Yeah, yeah, Substratum. Have you heard of Substratum? Of course, but you want to give the elevator pitch? Oh, the elevator pitch. Sure. So uh, what Bitcoin did for money, basically peer-to-peer -peer money, Substratum is doing for the internet. So it's peer-to-peer -peer internet. So if you live in a country like the United States that repealed net neutrality, if you use the Substratum browser and the Substratum coin, 
uh, you can bypass the net neutrality laws. If you live in a country like China, where your internet is censored, you can get on Substratum and access any website in the world. So it's going to completely decentralize the internet for everyone worldwide. Is it a sub? Is the symbol? Yes, SUV. So where did you come from today? Uh, I came from Buffalo, New York. Are you kidding me? You drove all the way from Buffalo. Uh, yeah, it was like 20 hours. So you must have like a lady here or something, right? Nope, I'm here solo. Just to see us? Yeah, just to see you guys. Why? Uh, you guys are an inspiration, honestly. I love your values. Uh, it's not just crypto. It's helping people, teaching them things, and having fun doing it. So I love it. Uh, you, you mentioned off the mic that you're starting your own podcast. Yeah, I did. So I, uh, it was actually my dream to start my own school, my own high school. And uh, I thought I would do it when I was like 40 or 50. And by a miracle, it happened in my 20s. And along with that school, we actually started a podcast because of you guys. Uh, so it's called Somewhat Scholarly. And we only released one episode so far, but we recorded like 50 of them. And I just, uh, I'm too self-critical to actually publish them. So maybe I'll actually start releasing them now. Well, as I guess somehow as one of your mentors, then I'm going to say, boy, way to go. And yes, put it out there because guess what? You're on the, the show now and you've just told the world that somewhat scholarly. Is that what they need to look for? All right. Yeah. And it's in the iTunes store, uh, just like you guys. So yeah, somewhat scholarly. All right. I'll start releasing episodes. Thank you guys. Seriously, for everything you do. Hey, Jarrett, welcome to the party. Hey, thanks. How did you find out about bad crypto? Well, one day I checked my uh, openledger.io account and I had 10,000 bad coin in there. So I had to start researching what it was. Uh, there was about 50,000 people that got 10,000 bad coins show up out of nowhere. And so you Googled and, and you came up with the show. No, I came up with nothing at first. <laughs> what am I? Yeah. There, well, no, because I couldn't find anything on uh, coin market cap is what I was looking for, which is what got me to start searching some more. Then I found the podcast, avid listener ever since. Brilliant. <laughs> that was his well, idea to do the airdrop. He thought that. Oh, yeah, great job. Great job, yeah. And, and you're with the lovely Talia. Hi, Talia. How are you? Hi, I'm awesome. <laughs> and and uh, do you listen to the show? Um, I'm pretty new to this space. I listen to him. And so what he tells me, <laughs> what I get to hear in the background. So future fan. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we're, we're, getting her, we're, get, we're getting her taught. She's learning. Ari, what brought you to the birthday party? Well, I, uh, I caught the show that you guys did with Jared Tate from uh, Digibyte. Um, caught it a few weeks ago, and that's how I kind of got on the radar of you guys and saw the birthday party coming up. I was like, hell yeah, let's, let's go check these guys out. You thought, these guys are bad. I want to go show my sympathy and hang out with them. I mean, it was... It was it was terrible. So, I mean, I came to provide a little support, you know, some consolence. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm here to help you guys get unbad or badder. That's good. Travis needs a hug. <laughs> I can give him a hug. That, that would be good. I'm a hugger, so I can do that. So tell me a story about your involvement in the crypto space. Well, I've been in crypto for about four and a half years, back when it wasn't popular. I would say one of the more interesting ones is around uh, an altcoin, a shitcoin as they're called, uh, called Flappy Coin. I uh, actually initiated a hostile takeover of Flappy Coin in 2015. <laughs> Took it over, uh, forked the, the GitHub repo, hired a developer to move it to a proof of stake. It was a complete failure, but I had a bunch of Flappy Coin, and more recently, 
some developers uh, got the uh, the wallet from Cryptsy after the lawsuit. They brought it back, and I was able to make a, a decent chunk off of Flappy Coin and spin my startup Jalapeno Inventive back up, and paid my employees in crypto and paid developers and got got some things spun up and. Yeah, it was like the kickstart to the new iteration of Jalapeno Inventive. Flappy Coin lives. It's now it's now called Flap X, but originally Flappy Coin. The the dev team is awesome. Uh, I've been kind of off the radar, but they're they're great. They're bringing it back, and they want to have fun. And we're gonna integrate it into our platform, and hopefully get it into some games, and have it a part of our incentivized education platform to teach everyone crypto by giving them crypto. Just we got a cool treat here. So we got Brian Fines. I don't know if you guys know iSocial Fines, but he's here speaking in Denver, and he just dropped by the Bad Crypto event we're having, Birthday Bash. Mr. Fonzo, tell us, what do you think about this whole crypto world, bro? I love it, man. I tell you what, disruption's fun. You guys are doing a great job of educating the masses. Things are going to go up and flows, but it's fun to watch it come around. And to me, as I, I'm a computer science geek, I love watching the power of technology revolutionize multiple industries. Leading the way, man. It's been fun times. So I want to ask you, so you both of us, you and I both have a background in the, the crypto security. Not crypto, cybersecurity. I worked at Symantec. You actually worked for the government and with doing security. So what what is your thoughts about security in the crypto space? Because this is a different world, and there's a lot of people, mom and pops, trying to get into crypto, and it's it's a little scary. People don't want to get their crypto stolen. So what are your thoughts around crypto? Maybe what needs to be done for security in the crypto space to, so the masses can adopt this? So regulation of a non-regulated industry is kind of weird, right? The power of crypto is that it's not centralized, which makes it hard to regulate. But I live in D.C., and a lot of stuff I talk about around blockchain is how do we regulate it without eliminating the benefits of having no central repository? Because here's the weird thing. Many people believe that if they control their own security, it's more secure. I will say, right? Like I will say, I will say oftentimes allowing people that know what they're doing to secure it is more powerful. But in the world we're in today, controlling your data gives you power. So there's a delicate balance. And I think we're going to live in this world where if you can be educated and understand where crypto and understand how to, how to control your own crypto, also understand the difference between privacy and security, right? It's two different worlds. Privacy in the sense of data and what you're knowing, but I, we're in an interesting balance, and I think it's exciting to see where it's going to go. I think where you're at today is figuring out where your priorities are. I say risk first, reward everything, and then move forward from there. Yeah, because it's a brave new world out here, man. Did, to me, it's like I look at this and I go, here we are, digital money. Obviously, the future, we all have smartphones. 5G's coming around the corner. Digital money's obviously the way to go. So maybe what are some final words that you might have for people who are thinking about crypto, maybe thinking about dipping their toe in, they haven't done it yet, they haven't maybe, they don't feel comfortable, they've not done their research yet, but what advice maybe might you have for those guys? So I'm going to use the great uh, Bill Murray uh, from the What About Bob movie, right? Baby steps to the elevator, baby steps everywhere you go, right? You don't need to go all in, but you need to go in at some point, right? And I think you have to start thinking about how can I dip my toe? How can I see the risk versus rewards? Where can I see the benefits? If you're looking at it and saying, I know, I'm going to stay the hell out, you're going to miss the entire power. But if you're going all in and shifting all your assets, the risk is too great. So for me, I think it's my advice is think about where it's going to matter for you today and listen where things are going tomorrow. And as long as you do that, 
you can keep a good balance and you'll be prepared because here's the thing, it's coming this way. Crypto is not going anywhere. It's the future. It's just a matter of how do we get there? And if you don't have your toe in it today, you're gonna miss the boat. All right, we're here with Adrian Ashley. She is a very prominent person here in the blockchain space, doing awesome things in the crypto world. So what is your whole take on, on the crypto space now? Here we are, we're in you know July 2018. Crypto goes up, crypto goes down. Here we are now. What what are your thoughts on on and maybe some advice for people who are looking to get in the crypto world? So here's my thought. In January 2017, I told everybody that crypto would go, but Bitcoin specifically would go to 10,000 by the end of the year. They looked at me like I was insane. It was about 600 at the time. And I'm like, it's math. M-A-T, math. It's not that difficult to predict what happens when more people get involved. It's not that hard to predict what happens when you have the rewards. It's not that happen, not that hard to predict what happens when the difficulty increases. So it's going to go up. And they're looking at me like I'm crazy. And of course it did. And then it spiked to 20 and it went down. And what I found so fascinating was the people who at 10,000 were like, Lambos to the moon, right? Goes to 20,000 and it hits back down to 10,000 where they were already at Lambos. They're like, I'm fucking penniless. And I was like, it's all about perspective. So crypto, it really is about self-reliance, personal responsibility, making decisions for yourselves. And, and actually owning your choices. And that is the biggest thing about crypto that I love is that it transforms the way that we as a society really engage with each other. And I think that's necessary. I think we've gotten to the point where everybody wants to go back season to blame somebody else in this victimhood society. And I think that's wrong. I think that's the wrong path for society. And I think crypto solves in a very, in a very natural, organic way where we have to behave properly in order to make the system work. So I'm pretty excited. My prediction this year, you can uh, like it, leave it, whatever. I'm not giving you financial advice, but I'm pretty sure we'll hit 35 by the end of the year. 35,000 by the end of the year? Yeah. Nice. I'd like to go back seas to January 7th and sell all my crypto and then buy it back yesterday. <laughs> that would have been awesome, but last week it was like way less than yesterday. I don't have a time machine though, Marty. <laughs> Let me tell you, somebody's going to build a time machine in the next 20 years, and then they're going to do just that. And then we're going to be like, wait, what? What, Bob? What rally? Yeah, yeah. I was always like, let's go back to 1952, get some Mickey Mantle rookie cards, and we'll go to the 80s, and we'll sell them, and then we'll buy some Microsoft, and then we'll sell it, and then buy some Yahoo, and then some Apple, and then Bitcoin. That'd be the best. And Google. Don't forget Google because I bought Yahoo and then I sold it way too early. And then it went, it crashed anyway. And I bought Webvan. And let me tell you, Webvan was too soon. We have a lot of ICO projects. That's like Instacart now. Right. But be yes, but better, right? So so Webvan was so good because you could order an avocado ripe today, ripe tomorrow, tomorrow or ripe in a few days. So Webvan was genius in that but it was way too early so now like you said instacart but they're not as good as webvan was so we have so many things in the crypto space where they are ahead of their game but they may or may not make it because they're so far ahead but i'm telling you if we could just embrace it and grab onto those we could be at the jetsons so much sooner than later it would be awesome his boy elroy daughter judy very good thank you adrian Right, I'm here with Russell Castanero, and he's doing some interesting stuff in the crypto world. Russell, what is going on, and what are you doing, good sir? Hey, well, celebrating Bad Crypto's first birthday, for one. But I'm, I'm actually going around giving people their first Bitcoin. 
right? Because uh, it's like, it, you know, it, in an exchange, it's not the same as a person-to-person transaction where you see how fast it is, you see how little it costs, all of that. And so that's, I think, the most important thing you can do with crypto. Don't tell them how it works. Don't tell, Nobody knows how credit cards work, but you show them how it works. Right. And it's awesome. That is true. I've done that with a lot of my friends. I've given them Litecoin. And then they can see how quick it arrives in Coinbase. So what are you doing? Are you just getting them to set up a wallet, or how are you? How are you doing that? So, so um, I used to tell people to use the copay because it was open source, but they added some stuff to make it a little slower. So now normally I had them download Bread, which takes about thirty seconds. We set up their wallet. Uh, we don't do a paper backup because I just send them fifty cents, show them how to receive, and I uh, will send them fifty cents in Bitcoin. Now while I'm doing that. Um, I'll show them the difference between sending from an exchange and sending from a non-custodial wallet. So right now, I, I, I was just showing a couple of people, it costs 78 Satoshis per byte to send a transaction. What that means is about $1.90, about $1.80 to send any amount of money. They're all about the same. That's price. a lot different than what it was back in January. Right. But to send from my wallet to your wallet, knowing that you're not going to spend it within the next four hours... It only costs five Satoshis per byte, which means it's nine cents. But because I know they're probably not going to spend it in four hours, I can send it with two Satoshis per byte custom, and it only costs four cents. Now, I've done it with three people already. And here's the party. Here's the party. All of them have. Where the hell's my Bitcoin? I'll send it to you just after this. But 28 minutes was the longest it's taken to confirm for four cents. Okay. What that means is that. Is that it's like, would you do all your transactions FedEx? When you send mail, you say, oh, am I going to do FedEx or am I going to do snail mail? If it's a bill, you're going to send it snail mail, right. right? And that's exactly the same thing, but people are in control for the first time. If you're in an exchange, not only do you not own your keys and not own your coins, but you don't control how much transactions cost. You go with Coinbase, they're going to charge 78 Satoshis per byte plus they're going to charge a fee to get your money out of their side chain. Right. Right. So all we need to do is just need to run into Russell and he will give you 50 cents and it will only cost him four cents. And so that's right. And we, we work with merchants. So our software works with merchants to allow them to accept it without an exchange as well. It's called OnePay, OnePay register. So W-A-M-P-E-I.com. Very nice. Well, thank you so much, Russell. It's great stuff, brother. All right, I'm here with Tomas, who is a big fan of crypto. What, what are your What are your thoughts on the whole crypto space right now? What's What's your take on the whole thing? I, I just don't see how it can't get bigger and bigger. It seems like a pretty solid idea. It's a way of doing things that haven't been done without having to do banks and have these intermediaries between people and their money and other people. I can't do anything without having a credit card. With crypto, I can do anything with anybody anywhere in the world at a blink of an eye, and it's, it's just revolutionary. It, it is pretty amazing how quickly transactions get done in the crypto space, right? Like, I mean, if you're doing talking with Stellar Lumens, you're talking three seconds. You know, there's some other ones as well that are really quick. Um, Nano, two seconds. Like, super quick transaction speeds. Like, if I want to send money to the Philippines, that's going to take days, right? Um, so what, what, what maybe would you, because you, you recently got in crypto around November of last year. So what would you maybe tell people who are thinking about getting into crypto and doing their own due diligence about the space? What advice would you give them? I mean, just put in a little bit of money and that way you have access to it. Because I think that's the long pull is that getting into the space seems to be the hard part. 
getting the addresses, remembering everything, getting into it to the point where you have the money available online. And then you can start to do stuff with it, just little microtransactions with somebody else. That seems to be the, the hard part is getting into the space. And that's why I was interested because there's so much to know. So true. And, uh, and also to stay bad, right? Stay bad. <laughs> all right, here with Danielle Samard, who flew in all the way from Silicon Valley to come to the Bad Crypto birthday party. So let me ask you this. So what excites you about the whole crypto space? I'm very interested in blockchain and real estate. Real estate. And crypto. What about real estate and crypto is that, that gets you excited? Overseas. I want to travel. I want to sell property overseas and make it easy with blockchain. Transactions. Very easy transactions. Very easy, quick and painless. Right on. Danielle wants to see the world, huh? That's it. Yep. Absolutely. And I'm sitting here with Erin Sell at Socially Powered. She is the Bad Crypto Podcast social butterfly and helped to pull things together for this party. Hi, Erin. Hello, Joel. So you've learned quite a bit about crypto this last year, haven't you? I definitely have. Um, you guys have, um, I would say, really expanded my knowledge of crypto. I knew what it was, but since listening to the podcast and being a part of the Bad Crypto Podcast uh, basically forced me to learn a little bit more about crypto, how it works. But admit it, you really listen because Travis Wright and myself are just devastatingly attractive, right? Uh, duh. You weren't supposed to say that. Now I'm not sure. Now I'm not sure how to, you know, I don't know what the next question is. But yes, and... Uh, we love having you do our socials. So when you guys see tweets and Facebook posts and Instagram posts, that is the work of Aaron. And that's not a question. That is not a question. Um, yes, for the most part, it is. That is me. Uh, you guys actually do a little bit of input every now and then. You know, you might see something from Joel or from Travis, but primarily it is the work of, of myself. Pulling back the kimono of the Bad Crypto Podcast, it's kind of cool to introduce you to somebody from the team. And so thanks, Aaron. You're welcome. I'd like to say that was a really great time, but it's still, as of recording this, a few hours before what you just heard happened. So I hope it was a good time. Well, I tell you, I'm a time traveler, and it was amazing. It was, every, it was the best party. We throw the best parties. Nobody throws better parties than us. It was huge. We had a great time. So many people showed up. All the best people. We have all the best. And people. you're really drunk right now. <laughs> <laughs> See, we're recording this beforehand because you wouldn't be able to after. So Where's the bathroom? <laughs> uh, we are forever yours, folks. We're so glad that you listened to the show. Please do tell a friend about the Bad Crypto Podcast and that they could listen to us. All of the places. Only your cool friends, though. Only your smart friends. I was actually having a conversation with the uh, the person at the hotel that I checked in with last night. And he was all like, oh, the Bitcoin stuff. He's like, oh, yeah. He's like, 
my uh, my roommate was into that and got a whole bunch of big, got a whole lot of big. That wasn't for me though. I just wasn't my thing, you know. And I was like, oh yeah, I, working at a hotel at night, doctor yeah. thing. You know? <laughs> I was just like, I was just thinking, he's like, yeah, it's called opportunity. Sometimes there's these opportunities popping, and you know what has happened with this crypto thing is that the opportunity has come back. Like this big dip that happened. Guess what? Those all times highs, I'm pretty sure will be hit again and be blown away. And here we are, a little small amounts. Just it's almost like. It is November 2017, and you can go get in the cryptos. 2000 zero, zero party over crypto out of time. We're going to go party. We're gonna go so actually, this little piece of news, I'm not sure if you saw or not, but now in the Robinhood app, you can buy Dogecoin. You can. For sure. You can buy Litecoin also. Oh, well, there you go. They support for that, too. Yeah. So do support for some of these other ones. That's kind of hit and run news, but um, deal with it. That was the bad news for the week. That one thing. That was it. It was, and it actually turned out to be good. That was good news. Good stuff. Well, hey, we love you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in, as always, and uh, and and we really appreciate your guys' efforts in trying to stay bad. So stay bad. So, yeah. So you thought you were going to end it, didn't bad. you? Yeah. Stay no, bad. I'm not going to let you get the last word. Stay bad. Stay bad. Stay bad. Stay bad. Stay bad. The Bad Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto, LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of Bitcoin's and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor.